Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of Football Ramble is supported by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. Squarespace offers free domain names, all the style options you need to create a unique website for you or your business, as well as 24-7 support. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com forward slash football ramble and simply enter offer code RAMBLE11. They're going to try and shut us down, but I'll be damned if we're going to let them, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and the Pete, say. True Lips, Heart Desire. <laughs> Finished? Uh, now I've got Will You and I Love You. That's how my love heart's gone, everyone. Yeah, Pete's having love hearts for dinner. Earlier we were discussing the fact that love hearts had faxed me. Silence, Jim. For a period of time. Marcus didn't believe it. And the Luke's no. same. Just saying. I've got no opinion on love hearts at all, so all right. And the Jim's say. Hi. You boys need to uh, get a bit of decorum. Why did you not spell it? Begovic scored for Stoke City on the weekend. Goalkeeper scoring a goal. Very early on Lovely. as well. Very early on. The fourth mm. fastest Premier League goal. Four, five, five. <laughs> What's your favourite goalkeeper goal from the annals of time, Donaldson? Can I go for one that was almost scored, but if it had been scored, it would have been beautiful? What's your favourite goalkeeper <laughs> goal? <laughs> Kasper Schmeichel for Northampton Town. He did a bicycle kick. Hit the bar. Just outside the area. Hit the bar. Didn't Beautiful. go in. <laughs> he's going to get to the point where he's just going to answer whatever question yeah. he wants. I, I in a different language that he's made up himself. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I support Marcus in nipping this in the bar. That's all I'll say. <laughs> My answer is Buds. <laughs> Bud Air, the film. Well, about the dog. Play basketball. It's called Air Bud, isn't it? Is it? Oh, shit. Someone's not getting the point. <laughs> I never get them anyway, even when you I do, do it proper. No, but you do. You have, Peter. Now, in, what's your answer? In love, dear one. Stop this weird, packet. dirty protest. What, Wicked. What, 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 what are you going for, Pete? I found another packet. I'm going for that. I don't That's, have another one. You, there's, there's a number of... Uh, All right. Luke. I'll rescue this. Leeds keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Leeds keeper. <laughs> He's got an header really late on in a, in a uh, semi-final, I think. OK, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> can't be bothered to research I that I can't one. be bothered to Google yeah. that to prove him wrong. No. Uh, As people around the world just close the window (laughs) and type into Google football weekly. weekly. Yeah, excellent. I might do that then. (laughs) (laughs) He's still eating. Mine is mine is um, Jimmy Glass. Yes, of course. The the original, not the original, because I'm sure a goalkeeper has scored before then. But the best. Uh, For those who don't know, for the younger listeners among us, 
Uh, Jimmy Glass on loan at Carlisle from Swindon Town. Mm-hmm. One of only three games you played for them, and he scored a goal in injury time, mm. the last day of the season, to keep them in the football league. I think it was the last kick of the game as well. Wasn't I think it? it probably was. There was no. It was a massive pitch invasion, yeah. so there, there was no. Uh, there's no goalkeeper goal to better it. There's no. never been a goal scored by a goalkeeper that's more important. And the best thing about it was in the post-match interview. The first thing he said was, "I scored a hat trick in training yesterday." <laughs> And for that, that. and for that, he would always be the original and the best goalkeeper. I mean, look, you have to have the points for that because that's that's the greatest goal ever scored. Yeah, Jim. If you look at the the circumstances (laughs) there, let me put this into perspective, Jim. If I don't get the points this week, (laughs) I will physically walk out of this studio (laughs) never to return. And maybe that's what you want. Do I, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Do I? (laughs) Hashtag yes. Hashtag no. Um, Actually, my favourite thing about that goal is all that, but also the fact that it was a goalkeeper goal. From a corner, but he didn't head it. No, it was a volley. It was a great finish yeah. right into the corner. Defenders nowhere near him. And it went, Pete, it went in the goal. <laughs> which was and now he's key. That crazy <laughs> 10 goal thriller at the Bernard Bale. <laughs> and all the thrills and spells of Italy's midweek as well. <laughs> They're good days, aren't they? Yeah. Scandler Blatter's Oxford Union appearance. Oxford, Oxford Union appearance. We'll be covering that a little bit later on. Done two weeks <laughs> later. Some tweets. And the Palace succession. They look clueless. They don't want Tony Pulis. If you ask him. Extra. Bro- Carry on, Marcus. <laughs> Jim, what's your right? Oh, um, well, I thought about the Jimmy Glass one, but I figured someone else would have it. And I also thought That's about me. the one Peter Schmeichel scored for Villa against Everton. That was also a match winner quite late on. Uh, but I'm going to go for one Is that, that Rene... No, it wouldn't have been a match winner. Fairly would have been an equaliser, sure. Um, he wouldn't send the keeper up, but... It was significant. Yeah, um, a significant goal, yeah, yeah. Um, But I'm going to go for one that Rene Higuita scored. Now, I can't find out who he scored it for or against, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It's oh, just a bit, to be on absolutely now, incredible now, free kick. Oh, oh okay. And um, just when he scores it, like it's as if whoever they are have won the World Cup. The place oh, yes, just erupts. It's, it, it was against incredible. River Plate in the couple of the Azores. Right? Yeah. Yes, of course it was. Yeah. Yes. The commentators. Do we not cover it before? <laughs> oh, We've definitely Luke, done this question. I'm before. afraid that, that you have a contender for the points because this is one of my favourite goals. Shut up, please. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing, the key, the, the commentator. There's obviously two commentators because one of them's kind of describing the action, obviously in Spanish, and then j- just as he just finishes, the other one just goes as Higuita runs up, Rene, goal! and you can hear, <laughs> you can hear him going. He goes higher, so that the, the sound of the crowd is fantastic <laughs> and all you hear is <laughs> as he's saying you, um, that is an excellent one it's in off the bar top spe- corner speaking mm-hmm. of commentators uh, going crazy like that we something we missed a couple of weeks ago was when Roma who were on that amazing run mm. obviously during the weekend but uh, when Michael Bradley scored the winner yeah and the ref, the commentator, just starts going Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks a bit like Lex Luthor. It's so incongruous. That's great. Is that what yeah. it was for? Is that why he was showing Lex Luthor? He looks, he looks like him in the like TV series, I think. Jiminy Cricket, yeah. that's a leap, isn't it? Yeah, I, know. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. Paul Robertson, that. Leeds United, Swindon Town. Yeah, you've had oh. your, you've had your time. I've Pete. had me Google. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, you've already <laughs> ruined <laughs> this podcast. Yeah. Another great thing about the uh, the Rene Higuita one as well is that the technique he takes it with. It looks like he's about to stack it mm. after he takes it, but then he just sort of writes himself again. Because it was all planned. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I remember when Brad Friedel scored. I think it was against Charlton for Blackburn, and he scored and to equalise in the last minute. And it was 
it was fantastic. It was a goalkeeper and they, they rested the ball. And then Chart went up the other end and scored yeah. in the injury time. And it was just so gutting for him. Um, an honourable mention to Peter Schmeichel for, for, for a goal he scored, which wasn't actually given. It was for Manchester United. I think it was in the cup away to Wimbledon. That was the overhead so, kick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was quite yeah. a spectacular one. But it was offside, yeah. unfortunately. Mm. Can I nominate an honorary mention as well yes, when I managed to take my goalkeeper out on FIFA 95 and dribble it around the whole team, which was really, really hard. And I only managed to do it once and I scored and it crashed the game. Do you know what? There's, so, there's, there's, bit, of a, bit of a niche one, that, mate. How many niche, people were actually good. there? <clears throat> uh, I, my brother might have been there. Yeah, okay. Probably not. Could have been a living room full of people. I didn't know Jim had a brother. He has, yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, the, the one the, I thought the Higita goal you were going to go for. I'm not sure if it is Higita, the, but there is a clip and it's one, on one of those '90s football videos. Presented Probably by, presented by Bob Mills or Danny Baker or <laughs> yeah. Nick Hancock. Mm, yeah, and uh, the, the, the goalkeeper runs out and it is quite FIFA esque. Does does the whole team and, and smashes it in the corner? And I, I mean, I want to think it's Yagita, but uh, could be Seni, but he's normally yeah. their ball man. But the thing, that's the really sad thing. Could have had Chilavere. He scored a great free kick from inside his own box, wasn't mm-hmm. uh, inside his own half. Yeah. If you look at people like Seni and Chilavere and uh, Campos and Higita, they're very much a dying breed. Mm. These goalkeeping, uh, goal scoring goalkeepers, like in, in Europe for a very good reason. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. Are there any sort of because contenders that's not to the what throne? they're for? I know, but it, there should be these mavericks around. They've right? got people, better people for that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I want him to stay. Luke's got the point. Yeah, but you, it was a very strong contender. Uh, yeah, Pete's especially. I'm still not even sure what Pete's answer was. No, no. Well, let's James Richardson. Let's quickly <laughs> move on to to the Premier League, where we had the first Welsh derby in the top flight ever. I mm. enjoyed that match verily. Right, Pete, uh, redeem saw, yourself. Pete Saunders said before the game, "This is the greatest, the biggest match ever." Who said that? He said, Dean Saunders said, uh, including the internationals, this is the best, this is the biggest game ever. Did I say that? <laughs> no, Saunders. Dean Saunders. Oh, did, I was going to say, <laughs> that. Pete said that. No. No, I don't remember saying that. I said a lot of things. <laughs> it well. was fabulous. They, uh, just like, like from the very first minute, I mean, it wasn't a high scoring match by any stretch of the imagination. One obviously. nil. Uh, but I just like the, uh, the, the passion from Craig Bellamy, he was all over mm. the place, sliding tackle and left, right, and centre. Michu's volley at the, in the first five minutes oh, or something, yeah. Yeah. where he took it beautifully and then just. Fell to pieces, just ballooned it over the bar. The, it was the, uh, mm. terrible. The ridicule that he got from the Cardiff fans for that as well was, <laughs> it was playground. It was brilliant. Uh, it, was, it was as if someone had leant over behind him and then someone else had pushed him over then <laughs> and then the whole playground had gone, ah! <laughs> Which could have happened after he went off, you don't know. <laughs> um, the first five or ten minutes, the whistling when Swans were on the ball was so loud. <laughs> it was like watching a um, East, some sort of Belgrade derby or something, like Eastern European. Yeah, lovely stuff. It was amazing. Gary Medell had a good game, didn't he? He's mm. been he's been very good. He's not been he's not been booked once this season yet. He's and tried. Given, given he's, he got sent off. I think he got sent off eight times for Sevilla in two and a half seasons or something. Well, we're only ten games in. That's true. Yeah, Is he a he's, he's saving up a big tell. one. He looks. Like he's got a bit of a fat face, but I don't mm. think he's just just got a barrel chest. I Beefy, know. I think we could say. He's one of chat. the last people on earth I would call fat. It was a good affair. Uh, Corker with the, with the only goal mm. of the game used to play climbing, for, climbing a bit. He, mm, slightly, yeah. slightly. He's obviously played for Swansea before. Yeah. I'm glad he celebrated. Yeah, I am too. Mm. Imagine if he hadn't done. Yeah, he did, he did, he, but he didn't celebrate that much. He kind well, of because he was mobbed. Well. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you're wrong. I think he was quite reticent with his celebration. Oh, I don't. And I think he even referenced it in the post-match interview. Did he? He knew yeah. Craig Bellamy oh. was going to run on, run at him because yeah. he got the assist. Oh, well, that's a he? shame. Then. No, I, I mean, I, he, he ran off in joyous celebration. He sort of. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I mean, I've not got to hand obviously, but I think from memory he started to celebrate and then he sort of caught himself and stopped. And I then think. the rest of the Cardiff players jumped on used his limbs as you know made him like a puppet to force him to celebrate. Yeah, it could be that. 
But he did reference it in the post-match interview. He said it was a goal for the Bluebirds, blah, blah, blah. Um, Redbirds. Yeah, well, yeah. That was, Tan that, birds. That, that'll get you in trouble. Yes. Um, <laughs> Malky Mackay was actually quite... Um, oh, that's right. Not he... controversial, but quite sort of like thinly veiled in his uh, post-match comments, wasn't he? Yeah, it? he mentioned um, his former assistant who obviously yeah. lost, or, or scout that lost his mm. job. The dignity Mackay has shown is incredible, isn't it? In the yeah, face of so. such adversity. But hasn't that lad been, he's not allowed to work? No, he's he, not got a permit, <laughs> Yeah. It's crazy, clever. crazy play. There was even a, um, I mean, it's, if you think about it, it's, given that they've been promoted to the Premier League, and fair play to the Cardiff fans, there was even like a tan out banner, wasn't there? <laughs> at, at the ground. At the, and it was like, well, they're in the Premier League. And so yeah. I, I like, I respect that the fans will see beyond all that stuff and actually not sell out to, to that sort of Premier League football type thing and say, <laughs> actually, the club's more important than that. Mm. Yeah, well, they've always had a, a great support, you know. Yeah. So it's not like. Uh, and PR wise, changing the shirt to red. They're never going to be a absolutely disaster. A bit of an own goal. Um, this is all very well, but it's not the best thing that happened in the game, is it? Mm. Outfield player going in goal. <laughs> Made a save. Made a save. Made a, Made a save, save immediately. Tipped yeah. it over. But I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't go for the jugular. Cardiff. Yeah. yeah a little bit A little bit disappointing. Well, Vaughan was sent off after fouling Campbell. That's <laughs> very late on, though, isn't it? They had five, five minutes, minutes injury time yeah. and and plus the sending off time. Mm. Well, from the result of free kick, you know he's gonna have a pop. Yeah, he's definitely gonna pop at that. Definitely he's on target. And and when when you see an outfield goalkeeper, outfield player going in goal making a save, you automatically are put in mind of how good goalkeepers are. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It never looks natural, does it? <laughs> no. He sort of pushed it over the bar. Yeah, and it didn't really look like he sort of knew much about what he was doing. It was if like it, he, he was like he was a British school child <laughs> yeah. shooting a basketball. If, yeah. 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 <laughs> if immediately after he was shouted, "Oh, that shit's spicy!" I would, <laughs> <laughs> it, would have, it would have been brilliant, but it did look like it was too hot, for, too hot to handle. Did he do the old? Did he do the textbook? Because he put it behind for a corner. Did he do the textbook straight away? Like, mark up, mark up. <laughs> yeah, he should have done. <laughs> yeah, posts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it rang hell. Of course, he went in goal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, brilliant win for for, for Cardiff there. Um, Swansea not doing too well. Well, they've gone above Swansea, Swansea in the table, and and you've got to think about Swansea um, competing on a number of different fronts. Um, it, could be, it could be difficult for them, you know. They're right down there now. What are they, like 13th or something? They're not many points yeah. off relegation. I know it's early stages. I think they're two or three points off relegation. Yeah, now, but so. still, though. Yeah, well, Worrying yeah. times. Not worrying times at the top of the table for Arsenal, Jim. No. They played Liverpool. They beat them. We did. Yeah, yeah was... but we still don't know if they're title contenders, Jim. Do no. we? Well, no. <laughs> they're five I want to urge clear. caution because I'm <laughs> terrified. There was a bloke on 606 last night. I went out for a run last night. I listened to 606. And there was a, a genuinely a guy rung in... Uh, I think he might have been a Man United fan and said, Arsenal are not a consideration. No. And, and uh, How can they be? The, the, the presenter was going, they're five points to the top of the... No, <laughs> not having it. But I love that. I can't deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> this can't be happening. Yeah. This is a dream. What I love is that people say, well... Yeah, until they've played Manchester United or Manchester City or Chelsea, then and, and Liverpool would have been in that list. Of, of course, the points are worth more against exactly, those teams. Jim. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, and before that, people were saying, "Oh, they've only beaten Tottenham at home." It's like that's a North London derby. Tottenham yeah, are good team, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and if they beat Manchester United next weekend, people will be saying, "Well, I mean, it's Moyes in charge, not Sir Alex Ferguson." Yeah. Yeah. You know, you'll just uh, any uh, excuse. But no, that's great for Arsenal. You know, yeah, Arsenal they, be thrive on that, being yeah. the underdogs. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it's it's good for them to be the underdogs. Bloody hell! Well, you know, underdogs in that. With in that context. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, hey, look, it's those underdogs written, ridden by Urzel. Yeah. yeah, but there are, there are men phoning into 606 and they're not even a consideration. They're with not grown men, are they? They're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who rings in a phone in anyway? Who rings a phone in? Who has, I'm complaining. Who has Pete? love hearts for dinner, Pete? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Did, never rung a phone in, though, have I? Yeah. Uh, 
you, you, you presented a few in your time. <laughs> you can never key in the number right. Yeah. Um, it was a great. I mean, Liverpool slightly wasteful on another yeah. day. They, they would have probably scored. It was hilarious the sort of little row between Suarez and Sturridge at the end when um, Suarez really should have laid it off to Sturridge. He almost certainly would have scored. But I mean, that's that's interesting for a lot of clubs watching that, thinking eh, they can get a bit tetchy with each other. Um, maybe that's something clubs are going to hone I in g- on now, trying to try cut off the service. Mm. I agree with what Ian Wright said about it. He said that um, it's fair enough for a striker to be annoyed with another striker, you know. And, and but Daniel Sturridge's um, sort of sort of complaints, if you like, sort of remonstrations went on way too long. Yeah, they did to the point of where he was like looking around the crowd, yeah. like, look at this guy, sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah. Ian Wright actually said something quite interesting. He said when he was in his best partnership of his career with Mark Bright, he said. The rule was, because we're both strikers, we're yeah. both single-minded, the rule was, if you had a shot and it was on target, then the other person wasn't allowed to complain. But if you couldn't get it on target and you had a pass on, you got a, you got an absolute bollocking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he said, but it never went on for that long. And Sturridge, I like Sturridge, I think he's a great player. I've, I've sung his praises mm. for a long time, but he's got to be careful, because, you know... I, I would suggest that it was Sturridge was, was frustrated, and I actually thought that Suarez was within his right to have a go. He only just put it past the post, and he's an extremely rich vein of form, and he is a better player than Sturridge, lest we forget. You can't out-sulk a South American, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. As well, but I think Sturridge, as you say, Luke, it went on too long, and he's, he's mm. just got to watch it there. Well, I think a little bit before that, um, Sturridge had teed himself up for a shot that then Suarez then nipped in and took, mm. which went out off the post. So <laughs> I don't know, maybe that started it. But, I know, um, that, I know. I mean, I've heard that off they get on fire and stuff like that. I think, oh, it's, yeah, I I think it's one of, it was one of those things where it was a difficult game. They weren't having everything their own way, which they were used to used to having last week and maybe in a few weeks before that, where they've been in, both scoring a lot of goals and both doing well. Mm. And you come up against a good team away from home and you get beat, and you get beat quite convincingly, it can get frustrating. Wait, and you, you shouldn't be satisfied with that, to be fair. No, of course. Um, so it's very, from an Arsenal point of view, very good to see Santi Cazorla uh, get a goal. Um, you know, it's, He's only been back for a few games and it took him a while to kind of get into form, but he seems to be finding it a little bit now. Ramsey's goal was a beaut again. Jim, uh, why is Ramsey having such a good season? Well, he's, you he's know. had a pre-season behind him uh, where he's you know, managed to get you know, a, a proper pre-season. And he's clearly very much over his injury. He had the fans on his back for a little while, but he's, just, he's had some time to kind of find his form again uh, in, in his favoured position. And mm-hmm. uh, there was kind of an inkling of this at the end of last season. He started popping up with a few more goals, so like, had a lot of very good performances. And I mean, the, the, the amount he's improved in such a short time has been absolutely stellar. Um, um, so I, I don't know what, what what the sort of full explanation is, but I would imagine it's a combination of those things. And it's good that Ramsey's getting all these plaudits because it kind of takes the pressure off of Urzil a little bit coming in, and you know, with with the weight of expectation that was on him, the, the you know, the burden of, of goals and assists has been spread across the whole team very well, which mm. is great. And uh, I was sorry, I was just going to say the, the other thing that people people should. Um should bear in mind if they're going to write off Arsenal as title contenders. I mean, not write them off, but sort of doubt them. Is that really personnel-wise, it's very unlikely to get worse than this for Arsenal. They've got nine injuries at the moment. Mm. There's a lot of key players out. In a way, it's helped them because it's meant that they've not had to pick players like Walcott, who's a bit inconsistent, and Oxley Chamber, who's inexperienced. They've almost stumbled <coughs> across a great team just because for necessity, really. Yeah. But if they <coughs> go to Old Trafford next weekend and win with nine or injuries whatever they've got I mean a couple of their players might be back I think mm. Gibbs will still be out and stuff like that um, he went off injured didn't he and Wilshire's yeah. out and Nabry and Flamini and Walcott and Podolski and Diaby Flamini and Walcott could be back for right. Old Trafford apparently if they go there and win you've got to, I mean you've got to rate them you've got to yeah, rate them but they, they're not played players, Chelsea yet <laughs> not played Chelsea until they win, win the league <laughs> yeah. they cannot be um... and even then June won't be fully convinced <laughs> no <laughs> I just, and neither I will Alan assume it's a dream <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's worth pointing out, actually, um, I've mentioned before that um, um, Ozil only seems to score when I'm at the game, and I wasn't there, 
and again he, he didn't score. Yeah. So, it's um, nothing to do with No, that. it is. Mm. It clearly is. Now, um, listeners of the Tuesday Club podcast will know uh, that I went to the game because Tayo uh, lent me his uh, his season ticket and um, they, they're actually having a dig at me on there. Well, so and I, was, and I was an interloper stealing their ideas and it's true. So uh, yeah. listen to that later. I've got some of their jokes and all the answers from QI. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Ha! Mugged. Um, again, a good win for Arsenal. Uh, Peter! Hello, Peter. I'm still here. A Newcastle title contender because they beat Chelsea. They beat Chelsea and they have faced Chelsea and Liverpool and got four points out of it. Exactly, so you're in there. Yeah. Frustrated and saddened and angered Jose Mourinho. Newcastle United. I thought Chelsea were terrible. They won 2-0. But, I mean, Newcastle were unlucky against Manchester City in the Cabot One Cup. Yeah. Yes. So there's yes. a nice little bit of form that they um, are, are experiencing at the moment. So it was a great win for Pardew's men, surely. Yeah, they played really, really well. I'm really, really, really uh, pleased with how um, adventurous they were second half. Uh, again, you know, first half they were just taking pot shots. Uh, but they, they they put Chelsea under pressure and kind of broke with pace. And yeah, it was a really enjoyable match. They were great in the second half. Yeah, fantastic. Mourinho made 11 mistakes, he said. <laughs> that, that's incredible, isn't it? What a brilliant bit of criticism. And, hanging it, your friends at out the same dry. time, not kind of singling out any one individual. It's brilliant. Do you think Mourinho, there's a few times this season where he's he's um, having a dig at his players. Normally he, as we all know, creates that siege mentality and takes mm. the brunt of the media. He's just putting it on. Maybe he just doesn't like these guys. <laughs> <laughs> they're not his players, they're not the, they're not the team he built. Know, he's think, making an inter-team siege. You know, matter play, didn't he? That's pr- not going to be What do you good. reckon, Luke? Well, I reckon that, that game, I, I, there was just too many. I saw the game and there were too many in, poor individual performances. Mm. You, you cannot, I mean, Newcastle are a top-half team. They get a lot of bad press, but they're not a bad team. Mm. I mean, they're they're quite, inconsistent. Yeah, they're I inconsistent. Think that's the, uh, that's so, the main problem. So when they're, on, when they're on the game, they're quite a force. But quite, but if you go to, to St. James's Park, and you have players like Mata, Lampard, uh, Torres, um, you know, half their team essentially not performing. They they just they were just poor yeah. in so many different areas. And then you've if you if you have if you take into the fact that they, they scored a goal from a set piece, which can always happen for any team. So that's one thing. The second thing is Loic Remy, who's in the rich fan of form, mm. he's got six and six. He never gives you a moment's rest. He's he's like a he actually puts me in, he's not as good as Drogba, but he puts me in mind of Drogba. He's very physical. He'll yeah. run the channels. He'll drag you all over the place. And when he pulled off and scored that second goal with a minute to go, mm. it's so easy for him. He just pulled off, defended yeah. it, follow him, smashed it off the post. Great finish. Mm. But when you've got, the, but the most important point is, when you've got that many individual performers playing at such a level below what they used to be at, they're used to being at, it's not good enough. And you won't, it won't be good enough. And, and given that, you know, you look at Mata, he was ineffective. You know, I mean, and maybe you could argue that Mourinho's caused that problem and, and caused him to, to doubt his confidence and because he's been their best player the last couple of seasons, for my money. Mm. It, in in it, the words of Newcastle United fans uh, to David Luiz, you're just a shit Colachini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Which you could, be, you could hear it on the telly. Well, a big Mikey Williamson at the back is excellent. He <laughs> isn't always. <laughs> yeah, he was great, though. I thought he was excellent. But he was when it, when it mattered. And it's, and it's so frustrating for, for, for Chelsea fans to watch Torres, I, I must imagine, because mm. because he puts in that performance against City where he mm. looks right back to his best. And he's just listless against Newcastle, trying way too yeah. hard, making the wrong decision, eventually gets dragged off after an hour. And you cannot afford to do that against a team away from home, especially um, especially a team like mm. Newcastle when they're on, on form, because they'll, they'll do, do you damage. Sign Lloyd Remy up. Sign Shaw Lamy up. Yeah. yeah. Goufran uh, seems to have worked out the side rule. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it this week. It's a great header, but <laughs> again, there's no, one, there's no one around him. <laughs> yeah. great did, you see, did you see Sissoko uh, managed to header a ball out from the corner? 
um, without even <laughs> looking. looking. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was incredible. Exactly, he didn't lock up for anything. He just knew exactly where it was and then knew exactly what time to jump up. It was <laughs> the best header uh, since the Chicharito back header. Oh, yeah. Which I really enjoyed. <laughs> that was very good. I enjoyed. Uh, um, uh, what's his name, Joe Kinnear, signing Mike Ashley or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It was the lad who's in a, on loan at Birmingham. has been floating around for the last two years. Yeah, not, I don't think that happened. And I, if it did happen, it's a very old story. <laughs> I think it was in September, apparently. Shane right? Ferguson, yeah. That was I it, think yeah. That's yeah. been blown up out of all proportion, hasn't it? He's probably just said, oh, he's a good player. And he's on loan or whatever. I don't, it's, it's so blown up out of proportion, it's untrue. I, I, I heard he tried signing Lee Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Um, well, it was, it, was a, it was a good win for, for Newcastle United. They kept a clean sheet. Manchester City, they also kept a clean sheet. It was a few clean sheets in the Premier League. Manchester mm. City got one of them. They also scored seven past Norwich City. Seven yeah. individual goal scorers, proving they've got goals all over that team. Proving Chris Hewton's out of a job soon. <laughs> if, I, if I was Malky McCarr, I'd be refreshing that Norwich City homepage yeah. <laughs> every single minute. Get me in there. Um, Get me away from Cardiff. Get me in at Norwich. Joe Hart didn't start. No, no, that was the big. It looks like he won't be starting against CSKA oh, as well. Pantillimon played. Is that? I mean, uh, uh, Pellegrini said he he was giving him a rest. Is it fair enough? First time since April 2010, I well, think. Wenger did this with um, Wojciech Szczesny last season when he was having a bit of a rough time. He dropped him out for Fabianski for a little while and just to get his head right, and it worked for Szczesny. And it's you know when it's a goalkeeper that's going through a very rough patch of form, what what can you really do? I mean, this doesn't mean his City career is over, does it? It's unlikely to be a sort of Casillas situation where mm. he never gets back into the team. He won't be going just, to the World Cup now. Well, <laughs> I think he just needs to sort of come out of the firing line for a bit, and I think that's, that's fair enough. I'm surprised that Pellegrini has dropped him, but you know, I tell you what, if, if what are you talking about, if Malcolm McCarver, if you were Casillas, yeah. you'd be thinking, Whoa. yeah, well, it's, it's, I mean, it's one of those transfer moves that's so obvious that you, it may it may just be a matter of time. Mm. You know, January he's going to yeah. come, but the problem Hart's got is, I, I think I said before that I don't think Hart's a concentration key. But I think I think he's a if, if he gets into a situation where he doesn't have to do anything. He can just let his, he just lets his concentration go. The reason he looks much better for England is because he's got loads more to do. <laughs> and, and his and his big concern, really, I mean, it's a long way to the World Cup, but his big concern is that Manchester City have got some um, some winnable games coming. I mean, they're home to CSK Bosco this week. They'll win that. Mm. Pantomime will probably look good winning it. They're they're away to Sunderland, who are terrible, and they're at home to, to Tottenham after that, who don't score. So I mean, you know, they they could go. They could not consider going on those next three games. Mm. And so then, where does, where does that leave Joe Hart? I mean, you can't, you can't realistically. I understand why he's dropped him, but you can't realistically drop Pantanimal for no, Pantanimal for no I'd, reason. I'd be surprised if things went that simply. Um, well, I don't think. I mean, as far as I'm concerned now. You can't just drop a keeper for one or two games if you're going to do that because you'll just affect his confidence more. He needs to mm. build himself up again. It could take some time. And I don't actually think Pantelimon's that good. I think there's a reason, and I think I said this last week, there's a reason that he's never played a league game before this weekend for City. You know, I don't think he's all that at all. And he could find his technique under a lot of scrutiny if he plays Spurs because although they don't score, they'll have a lot of the ball. I've, I've uh, heard that, um, that Joe Hart's trying to organise a friendly um, with those 100 <laughs> children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have more to do. So you're start doing like sort of really out of order practical jokes on Pantelimon <laughs> to stop him being able to play I think he was trying to get a friendly with 100 pigs that's what? A, a little reference to what Luke said before 100, 100 pigs. oh the 100 pigs yeah. right okay yeah yeah um, but I, yeah, I, I don't I, listen I mean it, it, it is an easy one for Pantelimon to go into a home game against Norwich I suppose it's, you know 7-0 yeah but um, it will be very interesting to see over the next few weeks because if he makes a couple of mistakes but you're right Luke it's not just a case of chuck him in for a couple of games and then we'll whip him out and put Hart in he's not going to he's not going to be more confident for being dropped by one or two games mm. when his, his number two or his, his, um, his colleague or I suppose rival for the position 
Everton. Is keeping clean sheets? Is it more that it's just a reminder to him that he has to fight for his place? Like perhaps he, he's become complacent and needs needs this kick up the arse. But I think he literally does have to fight for his <laughs> place. Well, absolutely, yeah. But is this, is this not, not Pellegrini's way of making that? Maybe happen. not. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I don't see Man City struggling over the next few games they've got, and so it's going to be hard of a heart to get back in. You know, clean sheet for Pantelimon. Hmm. Especially when they're not getting free kicks like that. <laughs> Goodness. Well, exactly, yeah. mm. Clean sheet for Hull City Tigers though. Against Sunderland, one 0 Two sendings off for, yeah, for Sunderland. Sunderland. Just you know, doing everything they can to remind us that it wasn't just a canio that made them ridiculous. <laughs> that Dosena challenge was one of the. Worst oh, that's horrendous! Yeah. Absolutely horrendous. I mean, that's clearly a red card. But um, Catamol didn't even look for the card, did no. he? He just knew. Straight away. Catamol was this that is eight, what I do. Eight sending off. Twenty-five years old. <laughs> My goodness. Um, uh, Vinnie Jones esque. It was. Mm. It was a sending off, wasn't it, for Catamol? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he threw himself in. He wasn't in control. I don't think. I mean, people say it's a little bit harsh on maybe his reputation and stuff, but his reputation is deserved. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. When someone says bestowed oh, upon him. Well, absolutely. When someone says, "Oh, the player's reputation's presi- well, don't have the reputation. Stop there. doing it. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's true though. If if, if Catamol goes in like that. Then you think, oh, well, he's probably going to hurt him. Oh, it's it's Catamol again. So you're more likely to give a red card. Well, if it's, if it's a player, I don't know, Michael Carrick does that or something, mm. you probably think, oh, that was a bit uncharacteristic. Like, if I if I was um, a Sunderland fan or, or uh, well, you know, obviously Gus Poyot Poy would be annoying. It's so frustrating for, for yeah. someone like Catamol because he 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 seems to lord, seems to sort of really revel in this reputation he's got, playing in the middle of the park and being mm. a bit of a tough man, putting himself about. And there are ways of putting yourself about. You yeah. know what I mean? There are mm. ways of, of doing that. It's so irresponsible. I remember it really put me in mind of, of when West Ham played Millwall a year or two ago. We were talking about Kevin Nolan being club captain mm-hmm. and saying, you know, what's the captain going to be saying to his teammates before this game? Look, play the game, don't play the occasion. Get sent off after six minutes. You know, mm. it's so frustrating. You're supposed to be an experienced player. You can't yeah. lost 25 years old. He's been around that team for a while. Been around the, the top level for a while. And it's so irresponsible to do that. Yeah. And, then, and then three or four minutes later, just before half-time, Dossina does that. That's, that was a coward's tackle as well, as I understand yeah. what he said. It was an absolute coward's tackle. I'd be so annoyed about me. They're in the, they're in the bottom of the table as it is. They're going to lose those players yeah. for games now. Yeah. And it's so immensely frustrating <laughs> for them. Yeah. Um, and Hull, another great win for Hull. I mean, they're 10th, six points. Off a Champions League pace. I don't think they'll be looking up, mate. I don't <laughs> yeah. they'll be looking down. Well, you say, I don't know. But fair play to them, mate. You know Steve I mean? Brooks yeah. always looks up, doesn't he, Peter? They're, they're such a different... Just fat neck. Uh, <laughs> such a different animal from the last time they were in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, before we leave these shores, um, we've got to mention um, uh, the Republic of Ireland. Uh, Martin O'Neill reportedly about to become the new manager. Ireland isn't in Britain. So we're still leaving these shores. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, of World course. Pointing out. Yeah, yeah, well, sorry, I meant abroad. I don't consider <laughs> Ireland abroad, sorry. Um, yeah, o- o- O'Neill in charge of, of the Republic. With Roy Kinn as his number two, can this be happening? I love it. <laughs> I, I, I think is this it. a reality show? He should like, only is, is be this allowed... going to be revealed later? <laughs> this is a, some sort of <laughs> being <laughs> Liverpool-style fly-on-the-walls thing. He should, only be allowed the job. <laughs> he should only be allowed the job if Roy Keane takes it as well. That's an excellent point. They are both cluffites, as Pete says. Very interesting. And then just before we... We do go um, into other uh, parts of the world. We have to say, um, Luke and I were at the Nord of Robbins charity event. Um, oh yes, last week. Big thanks to uh, Football Manager for, for, for inviting us along. Inviting yeah. us along. Did they invite you, Pete? Again, you, you two were both you invited. You, you didn't, didn't want to go. Didn't, didn't the, uh, well, I wondered yeah. if 
Pete, you know, a bit bitter about the let, whole let voiceover yeah. thing still. I'm not actually bitter. I've got loads of voiceover <laughs> jobs. Luke just takes the piss out of me. <laughs> but bringing, uh-huh. it back, bringing it back to the, the charity event, it was um, a, a fantastic occasion. It was their football extravaganza. And all of, uh, was Richard Keys there, uh, Marcus? Hang on a minute. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> what a fantastic occasion. Um, uh, He's a proper presenter. gets proper work. Um, Nord <laughs> <laughs> um, of Robbins uh, uh, deal a lot with uh, people with um, neurological injuries and uh, problems. So it's a very worthwhile course. And they hire out the Grosvenor in London, big old posh place out Park Lane, get all the lots of football illuminati and us like along. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so it was, it was great to be there. I was, I mean, Can uh, I tell you the, my favourite part? Well, like, go on, go on. Basically, uh, I'm not sure if I told you to this. No. This is absolutely... I've, not heard, I've not heard a single note of what Is this, is this the most ridiculous part of the evening? I think it is, yeah, personally. Yeah, okay. right. I'll ha- you, you boys will love this. Basically, so it's, the whole thing is, is honouring a legend every year, and this year it was Pelé, so mm. they're honouring Pelé. But it was quite something to be in the same room as Pelé. Oh, it was Pelé. great. It was, it was, I felt immensely privileged. He's yeah. an inspiring man and all that sort of stuff. But before he actually was awarded, and this award's <laughs> bestowed upon him, right, Richard Keyes gets up, yeah, and he's presenting the whole yeah, thing. So despite Richard Keyes, yeah, Keyes it was a great event. <laughs> Wow. Keezy's there, there, right? Drew Shreve was there as well. We'll come to him in a minute. It was funny. And, and, and Richard Key says, and before we present Pelé with this award, we've got this um, a very special guest, right? He's very close friends with Pelé. A lot of people don't know this, but Pelé's actually the godfather to his children. And he realised that Pelé was going to be in London. He didn't want to miss it, so he travelled all the way here. When I told him this, I thought, did this happen? Yeah, right? he, didn't, he didn't go off and black up or something, sit did us he? Out, sit us out, right? Yeah, this, is, this is true. A puppet. And, and he didn't want to meet it. He didn't want to miss it. He's a very close friend of his. You know, can everyone please put your hands together for a very special man, Pelé's best friend, Mick Hucknall. <laughs> What? Wow. Mick Hucknall what came on hell? and started singing a song. What a fall from the stars. <laughs> it, it, it happened. If you had given me a thousand guesses at Pele's best friend, I would not have well, got anywhere near. He said best. He godfather said, to his children, Marcus. I know. I'm standing by. But when he said he's godfather to his children, Mick Hucknall, I thought, does Pele know this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I tell you what, right? Nobody in the room knew what to do with themselves at that moment. <laughs> I, I, went, I went to the bar. <laughs> People didn't hear the announcement. Is that Alexi Lalas? Yeah. yeah. Is she Abs- his beard off? Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, Shreves wow. and Keys. Oh, my God. I had some help. You, you there told was... me a wonderful thing about Keys that I, you're now going to share. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Shreves first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Line him up, I'm barman. Just, um, uh, there was uh, <laughs> the most touching moment of the evening um, and uh, was, was when a, a, a mother of a son who had suffered a neurological injury came mm. out and, and explained what the charity had done for her son. Genuinely touching. It was not, actually very touching. It yeah. really was. The guy mm. got, and then, and then the, the the guy himself came on and um, gave a speech as well, and got a standing ovation. And it really, you did really think to yourself, "Oh, actually, it's all very fun, but this is this is serious life stuff," you know. And it, and it really was. Yeah. So, and gave, quite apt for this weekend as well. Indeed, yes, absolutely. And uh, gave an excellent speech, and, and off he went. And everyone was like, "Wow, you know, th- actually, that makes it even more important that we're all here." Then uh, Jeff Shreves and, and another chap, who was very good at doing the charity auction, came up. Mm. So charity auction time, that's important, let's raise a bit of money. Jeff Shreves. Was he the hype man? He, he was, yeah, yeah, he was very good. Yeah. Jeff Shreves comes up and goes, uh, cool, it's a tough act to follow, uh, but I think we can. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Straight away, it's like that. So yeah. partridge, isn't yeah, it? Can't buy class, I mean, there's, there's a guy who's had um, quite clearly a neurological injury, and mm. there's Shreves just like, oh, well, you know, I'm sure I'll be able to, to do that. <laughs> and then I and don't he... have a neurological <clears throat> injury, and I'm rubbish <clears throat> at my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... The moment came when Pele was to come on the stage and be interviewed by by Richard Keyes. Mm. And the the bit Pele often he's a religious man. He often talks and says, "I thank God for the three World Cups I've won and for the career mm. I've had and all that sort of stuff." And I kid you not, and he was sat. Asked, 
mean, they were about 20 yards away from us. Yeah, very close. Yeah. Very close. And, and um, Keyes puts his ar- hand on, on Pele's arm. He says, Pele, you often talk about God to us. You are God. <laughs> and, it's, and it's an honour to sit at the right hand of God. <laughs> It's so embarrassing. I looked at the empty beer bottles on my table and thought, I can't guarantee I won't hit Pele. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was about two bottles of wine deep, so I had no chance. chance. I'm surprised Pele didn't pick one up. (laughs) I just, I couldn't believe it. It I was sat next to um, this French chap who was was a good man, and I got talking to him. I said, what did you do? He worked for uh, the ProZone, I think it was, and Mm. he said, "Um, oh, no, I used to be the uh, the president of, of San Etienne. And I was like, you used to be the president of the most <laughs> successful French football club of all time. Yeah. Hi, I'm Marcus from the Football Ramble. <laughs> Can I have some money? Yeah, exactly. But it was great to see Roy Hodgson and Pele. We saw them yeah, hug. I loved, uh, Pele did tell a very good story, actually, which was that um, when Brazil lost the World Cup final to Uruguay in 1950, it was a massive mm. national disaster. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In America now, they're expected to win. They had all the things printed up that they were already going to win it, and they didn't. It's in the Ding Window Hall of Fame. It is, it is indeed. And Pele's dad was a footballer, but he wasn't that, that successful. He didn't do an awful lot, according to Pele. Um, and he said one of Pele's one of, one of Pele's earliest memories he'd have been about nine or something or one of his very early memories anyway was that being in the room with all his dad and his dad's family all the men of the family and they're all crying mm. and um, Pele went up to his dad and said don't worry dad I'll win you a World Cup did he? Yeah. oh yeah and I won him three <laughs> that's right. yeah, yeah, that was great. I think I said something similar to my dad at World Cup 90. <laughs> we went out on penalties to West Germany. He's still waiting. Yeah, he I said, Dad, waiting. I will get your beer. Down the fridge. <laughs> Just yeah. stop crying, Dad. Please yeah, stop crying. Yeah. You don't know what this is doing to me. Stop crying, Dad. It's been 20 years now. <laughs> <laughs> Just quickly, other notes I made um, from the evening. Alex McLeish looks a little cheerier in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Parrish and Glenn Hoddle do have lovely hair. Yeah. Um, Alan Brazil looks as though he could eat anything put yeah. in front of him yeah. and, uh, and it was a good laugh not um, cinnamon <laughs> trying to find um, Clive Tilsley at 1.30 on the, in the ballroom dance floor with Lord Ramble one yeah. of those life moments that yeah. you yeah. never Clive think Tilsley was very drunk oh he's mm. a good man Tildo yeah. <laughs> he loves it anyway back to the, the, the ramble so there you are Nord of uh, Roman Charity mm. event marvellous yeah. get yourself uh, down there next more year. from the society section next yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I genuinely had no idea he was going to bring this no. up <laughs> put it in the show it's not in the run of order it's not in there I knew it wouldn't get sanctioned Better football manager uh, than your game is very good, so I, I can uh, get, oh, stick, my, not, stick my size. You're not size doing nine. the voiceover anymore. <laughs> I think I'd like to do. I, I think I'd do it a little bit more professionally than it's a bit good. Yeah, Pete, <laughs> football manager, it's a bit good. Pete's actually sent them five different versions of the his voiceover. <laughs> Oh. All, right. I'm sa- all I'm saying is, just listen to it. <laughs> just give it a go. Can <laughs> we, on the house. Can we go to La Liga? Yes, we yes. can. Yes. Uh, Barcelona won the Barcelona derby. They beat Espanyol one nil. Neymar nutmeg two players. He did that against Real Madrid in the he Classico. did. It's a little move of his. He now. loves a nutmeg assist. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, oh, I feel sorry for Espanyol. I always feel sorry for Espanyol whenever they play Barcelona. Mm, yeah. If you go to Barcelona and go into one of the club shops, yeah. we had a look around, didn't we? Yeah, Espanyol's got a tiny little section in the corner. I feel mm. really sorry for them. Yeah. According to whoscored.com, Lionel Messi has gone 353 minutes without a league goal. The last time he went that long was uh, in April 2011. Wow. So yeah, he did rubbish. score against Milan in the Champions League, though, in between yeah. that. That's so, a I mean, bad stat. That's yeah. a, no, that's league a, goal. No, I mean, I mean that, that's a bad stat for Messi, because usually he's, yes. he's breaking... Football-y glass ceilings everywhere. Yeah, it's not very often you hear a Leo Messi fact. That's not an amazing positive. He owes three million in back taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was that one. Lionel Messi, bad stat. In a way, that is a very good effort. Well, Even yeah. that's a probably quite a yeah, record breaking effort. Yeah. He's he not, not Maradona esque. Let's not compare the two. Yeah. Yeah. I think, again. again. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think Messi would be well within his rights to stand outside the courtroom and go, 
I doubt anyone else of my age has ever run up a tax bill that high. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> actually. He's a very youthful tax evader. Uh, in Madrid, uh, Gareth Bale's uh, he's having a, a better time of mm. it. They beat um, Rovacano Vacano 3 2 away. He got a couple of uh, assists. And they're both excellent on, as well. Yeah, yeah, and he got a couple of goals um, in the previous match. His first assist um, for the Benzema header yes. against Vacano was with his right foot, and it was mm. right it was on, the, pinpoint on cross, the bottom, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Brilliant. Yeah, I, I didn't see uh, this game. Was he uh, looking fitter than usual? <laughs> Was, yeah, yeah. He, he was wasn't limping around. He looked really good in the, uh, in the other game. He'll, against be, he'll, he'll be fine, Ray. I don't want, I, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to smash the, the perspective alarm too much, but rather I kind of a well bottom of the league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they gave him a scare. They were 3 0 down the game. Yeah, well, they back. gave away two stupid penalties. Two stupid the penalties. Pepe penalty was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. You've, you've just got to account for that as someone who employs Pepe, though. Yeah. You know, you're going to have a few of those a season. But you imagine them sitting in the classroom, like learning about the basics of football. You're 3 0 up. Multiple choice. What don't you do now? <laughs> Boot him in the area to give away a really easy penalty. <laughs> yeah, correct. Just don't yeah. attack anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'd dra- I tell you what, I'd have dragged him off immediately if I was a manager. Uh, mm. Right, you've done enough. I'm not getting any more damage. Get off. And Marcelo, you're off as well. Yeah, that was another <laughs> yeah, one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, Marcelo's was amazing. Marcelo's was a, like something like the Matrix. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. It was class. Um, but what about Cristiano Ronaldo? Um, he was deeply offended by Set Blatter. Uh, he's, it was the other week. Yo, Blatter's thing was embarrassing. <laughs> Like, so it's love jokes. I thought it was hilarious. surprised about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, I don't know why. Yeah, the man is an unfunny better. John Cleese. <laughs> yeah, Seth Blatter, he was uh, being disrespectful in a it chat was a, with It was a students. gag that took really, like, a long time to get out. Mm. He wears a lot of hair gel. Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> did get spectacularly offended by that. Mm. He said, this shows clearly the respect and consideration that FIFA has for me, my club and my country. Not Wait, really. Your country and club had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't even mentioned. This is between you and Sepp. I love the arrogance of, the, of, of Blatter as far as... He's at the Oxford Union, right? So it's a well-known seat, oh, of, yeah. seat of learning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're on probably on thin ice if you're not that intellectual. You've yeah. got some of the finest, keenest young minds in the world there. You're speaking in your second language... Do you go for a really labour joke that could take ages? <laughs> yes, you do. Because <laughs> I am set, and I'll do what I want. It's incredible, like, Ronaldo's reaction, though, as Marcus said. It's so over the top. Just it's pro- Properly just throwing his toys out of the, the front. They both just look like children. But that's yeah. the thing. He, he always does when it's the, that he messy comparison. He gives it the extra publicity, though, doesn't he? Mm. You know? but what, it, the, all you need to know, Jim, is the fact that people do actually shout Lionel Messi to him when he's playing, and it annoys yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> all, all he needs to do there is, you hear what Seth just... <laughs> did he? Yeah, so what? When's yeah. he ever scored a professional goal? Yeah, no, you yeah. know what I mean? I've scored three in the last minute. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why get involved? Why get involved? Um, now let's go to Madrid. They won again. Uh, um, 2-0. I just wanted to say oh, on, on the FIFA thing, a slight tangential point, but um, the UEFA, I, I'm sure I read this at the weekend, that UEFA published um, how much it cost for them to put on the Champions League draw mm. a couple of months ago, yeah? Uh, and it's essentially, obviously, they invite everyone over, blah, blah, and they just pull some balls out of a bowl don't yes. they that's all it is yes. right. a bowl bowl total bill £32 million pound. My so God. that's how much what are those balls on? made of <laughs> exactly. well, I, I, I'm confused what? those balls are made of parts of different planets <laughs> yeah, if you're still undecided if there's not enough wealth and, and resource yeah. to go around the world just listen to stats like that 32 million they do quid. invite like the great and good don't they, they 32 million <laughs> keep saying what you want I'm just going to keep saying 32 million quid <laughs> you don't need to do it like the BBC yeah. to be do it like the, the FA Cup draw yeah. on ITV yeah right well, the, uh, the game's finished uh, have we got the balls yet yeah, let's do it yeah 
I, I believe that the people that pull out those balls pay to put it on. Yeah, I think so. Just yeah. get me on the telly. For <laughs> £32 million quid, I want Marilyn Monroe there. I want, I want every single amazing dead famous person to have ever lived exhumed, reanimated and put in a chair. £32 million quid only goes on for about three hours. <laughs> Which is wow. way too long, by the way. Yeah, that is true. Um, anyway, Atletico Madrid, they're just one point off Barcelona. Well, you two would probably be invited if it was. Serie A, Pete, you want to talk about Serie A? Pete, you were invited, you had a tantrum. Serie A, I had a job to do. <laughs> I had a job to entertain the listeners that happened to listen to my radio show. To, to the football manager. Have. No, no, sorry, not that. Serie A. Torino uh, won, Roma won. Mm, it's a shame. It's all over. But Torino are excellent. They can't be considered title contenders. Garcia no. out. Yeah, I'd say so. They're still unbeaten, they're still unbeaten. But yeah, the winning run comes to an end, which is um, a little bit of a shame. But uh, they're still top Napoli and Juventus win, um, or one rather, so they move three points behind the club well, from I th- Rome. I think it's fair to say that Napoli, uh, for one, and Juventus are having a really good, having a really oh, good season. A, yeah, yeah. Fabulous season. Any other season, they'd be top. Mm. You know, they've, they've only lost one game each, I think, and they've drawn one each That's as well. They've won nine out of the 11. Yeah, <laughs> it's not bad, is which it? Which is good. exciting. Yeah. And we've obviously got Milan's late resurgence that they, for some reason, do every season now mm. uh, to, to oh, factor so, in. reminded me, actually, something I wanted to say. Um, I read today that, because obviously Milan are having a bit of a terrible time yeah, of it. Yeah, they lost their home. Um, yeah, someone put Allegri up on eBay. <laughs> With, with this quote, we're able to offer you a useless coach who doesn't know how to train or motivate his players, who makes absurd substitutions and only ever in the 70th minute, specialises in games against Barcelona early. Only pay now and you'll receive a free marrow to Sotti. He's <laughs> <laughs> on there for one euro. Is that no, right? no bids. No wow. bids. Yeah, you wait till to the last 30 seconds. Yeah. Then they'll all come I'm in. watching it. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Yeah, good lad. Um, elsewhere, oh, we talked a lot about goalkeepers. Um, there was the centre of the stage uh, in the Premier League. Did you see that, that um, the, the old uh, ex-Palmer keeper in that uh, exhibition match at Palmer, uh, where uh, Aspria was playing? And he, and he, yeah. um, was this a really old guy? Yeah, his yeah. name is uh, Lamberto Baranga. And he's... Um, 71 years old. 71 right? years old. I, I did, when I saw that, I saw hips, hips. Yeah. But what, I mean, it's a great save anyway. Doesn't matter how old the keeper is. It's, mm. a, it's it is a good save. Reachable. <laughs> He's 71. <laughs> he wasn't He's a better, full tilt. He wasn't a full stretch. He wasn't one for the cameras, but, he, he, you know, he could have landed on his feet if he needed to. Shut I mean up. this in the nicest possible way. Yeah. He's a much better keeper than anyone in this room. <laughs> and he's 71. Yeah, he's, he's flawless, isn't he? <laughs> um, so, yeah, do check that out on um, on the internet. Uh, what about the Bundesliga? We have to mention that Bayern Munich, I mean, they've won again, but they've equaled the uh, Bundesliga record of 36 matches unbeaten. Fabulous, mm. Mm. Um, and they're, they're top by point after Dortmund won six one. Did you hear or, or see the um, Jurgen Klopp interview? Yeah, I was doing it. the rounds. Well, were... I am Wenger with high five. Yeah. I, I quite brilliant. liked him because Wenger is classical music. I prefer heavy metal. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> he was going on. I, I thought it was excellent, um, and he said that he liked uh, to play the sort of the English way, fighting football, not serenity football. Rainy day, heavy pitch, five five. Everyone is dirty in the face and goes home and cannot play for the next four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite restrictive in the current model yeah. of football. <laughs> it's, it's quite remarkable to hear him say such things. This is a guy who got to the Champions League final and, yeah. and could well do it again. <laughs> he needs to manage in England, by the sound. He of also it. said something like the only time he's ever met Alex Ferguson was after the Champions League final last season, mm. and he wasn't in quotes in the best mood or whatever. And said, "I'd like to have a drink with him. What does he drink?" And the interviewer said, "Oh, he drinks red wine." And Klopp just went, "I prefer beer." <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. It's not been a rain. Yeah. <laughs> and you can have what you get, want. You don't have to drink what he's drinking. I'm not the waiter. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Cloppy. Yeah. I think they all call him Cloppo, don't they? 
That's when we were talking about. Yeah, a he's few got weeks to come ago. to England. Surely he's already Crop got balls. a brilliant nickname. <laughs> he, signed, he signed a new contract at Dortmund this week, and, yeah. and I'm sure we said a few weeks ago that the reason some big club chairman or whatever went to go and visit him to do watch him do training, and the reason they didn't get him as their new manager, I can't even remember the club now, but it was a big club, is because all the players were calling him Kloppo and the guy didn't like it. Is that right? So he was like too matey with his players. Right. Yeah. A bit like a Steve McLaren, but like good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, McClazza. I like umbrellas. Um, <laughs> now the Ballon d'Or shortlist has been released into the wild. Um, who do we fancy? Oh, we'd love Zlatan, wouldn't we? I think mm. I'd love Zlatan to win it, but mm. I think it should probably be Ribéry. Yeah, well, Ribéry's one of the favourites, isn't he? Right. Okay. Good. Uh, Messi will would, would have won five in a row. Otherwise, it's just, we might as well just stop it. What do you reckon, Jim? <laughs> um, yeah, I think Ribery's a good shout. I think it probably is between those two because I don't know. Maybe Ronaldo again, p- purely because Messi getting four in a row is you know if Messi's the best player, he should win five in a row, and he probably is the best player. But you know, I think the Ballon d'Or might be a bit wary of just undermining itself by constantly mm. giving it to the same man. So I don't know. Maybe Ronaldo. Yeah. I like the idea of Ronaldo having to go to the thing every year knowing he's not going to win it. Mm. It's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, but just people in the crowd going, Messi, Messi. The coach of the year shortlist um, annoyed me because it didn't have Diego Simeone on there. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That is a bit of a surprise. I mean, what a story for Ribery if he wins it as a player. I mean, given his, his career trajectory when he was just knocking about for, mm. you know, playing casually for a while, wasn't he? He worked his way up through the leagues. Yeah. Ben Arthur on there. <laughs> <laughs> Not this time, but there's always next year or the year after. Pete, anyone, any names there? Uh, Lewandowski come for a lot of uh, no, normally, in fact, to uh, another, another club. I don't see why he couldn't have been with a shout for it. Yeah. Scored a lot of goals. Scored a lot of goals. Anyone on there's worthy. Anyone on there is worthy. Now, uh, just before we go to Pete's game, I know it's this uh, little story coming out of India. Uh, a secondary school in Western India called uh, Chaldean Syrian Higher Secondary School. Celebrated Diego Maradona's 53rd birthday last week, as I'm sure everybody Why? did. The former Indian football captain, C.P. Papashan, um, inaugurated uh, a specially decorated place in the school where there was a signed shirt from Maradona. They call it Maradona Corner. Oh, yeah, uh, nearly right. Yeah, well, they've, mm. they've, they've essentially got away wow. with us not suing them for intellectual property rights by mm. calling it Maradona Corner. Intellectual yeah, property rights. Don't Lawrence. think we're not on to you. <laughs> yeah. I just like we found a, a foreign, um, well, well, basically a country that uh, you can pronounce the names of the people and the places in it. Yeah. I'm fascinated nice, by that. That's a dig. India. It's, it's very t- that's very harsh, that. Yeah. Well, you, you, you're not very good at the Russians, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, well, I've, been, I've been there. Work I've been there. <laughs> right. Well, then you've got even less of an excuse. <laughs> um, I, was, I wanted to say something that caught my eye this week. It was something in Chile. Yes. Um, it was Guadalajara Kivas, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, no, that, um, no, it's in uh, Mexico. Oh, maybe, maybe Mexico. Yeah, yeah it's that sort of part of the world anyway. But um, the chairman there is not very popular for one reason or another. And you know, you obviously you see banners. We were talking about the Vincent Tan out banner earlier in the show. Yeah. One of the banners literally just said, leave or you die. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much as unequivocal as you can get about mm. their feelings, isn't it? I don't, I, I mean, as far as I know, the guy hasn't died, and it'll be in terrible taste if it turns out that he has, but I'm pretty sure he hasn't. But that really caught my eye. <laughs> no mucking about. A mate of mine went to see Airdrie United once, and they are, <laughs> some might suggest, the Millwall of Scotland. <laughs> right. And uh, they were chanting at the, about the chairman, you know, Whatever his name was, swing on the bar, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" And they want him you know, hanged. Yeah. My God, horrendous! Absolutely oh, horrendous. The only way they could be scarier is if they were singing his address. <laughs> it's only a game. Pete's a really good idea. My God, that's terrible! Are you strangling a cat, Paddy? No, I'm actually trying to make one of those ads where they get people's attention by using the sound of some really unusual noise. Well, that makes more sense. I'm learning the Ghanaian bamboo flute. I think it'll get everyone's attention. 
Could you not just tell them about the really good sign-up offer for listeners of the Football Ramble? You know, the one where you open a Paddy Power account, bet a tenner and get a free 20-quid bet, no strings. We all know the answer to that one. Go to paddybear.com forward slash ramble. Pete, <laughs> your game. Right, my game. Oh, God, my game. Let me just unlock my phone. Who's done the work for you this week? <laughs> I'm not telling you. <laughs> I am telling you. It would only be right. Uh, this is from a man by the name of Sam Wingrove, who I think I may, may, may have come up with a, one before. A um, little bit concerned that he may have, I may have written this out before. Uh, call my Damien Duff. No, I was born on the 10th of June 1969 in Sandy Ford, uh, Norway. Stop. Sandy Fjord. Stop. Is it Solskjaer? No. Stop. It's all Andrew Flo. No. Stop. A succession of Danish players because, as we know, I get them mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> I joined my first club, uh, EIK at Tonsberg, in uh, 1987, scoring 24 goals in 98 games. Not a bad start. Stop. It's not John Jensen. John Carew. No. Oh, nice. Uh, I was going to say, uh, stop Henning Berg, but he's never scored that many goals. No. After a season uh, with Besiktas, I moved to England for 1.2 million, a record for a Norwegian player in my position. Stop. Uh, Stig Bjarnaby. No. Stop. Jana Risa. No. I s- uh, stop. stop. No, you've, no, 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 you've gone. Stop. Fjortoft. No. He's, he's not Norwegian, is he? Ah! Avoid that. There we go. I don't know. I made 99. I, uh, I scored my first goal in England against Chelsea in the Charity Shield. Stop. No, it's gone. Sorry. I made 99 appearances for Manchester United. Yes. Stop. Uh, Jesper Blomqvist. No. Again. Not got this? I said Solskjaer. Is it Solskjaer? No. We should know this, should we? After leaving United, I moved to Aston Villa, Newcastle. Stop. Is it uh, Ronnie Johnson? Ronnie uh, John, Ron Johnson. John, yeah. Ron, Ron Johnson. Well done, yes, Jimbo. It well is. Jim. Congratulations. Ronnie. Marvellous. Well done, well, It's the goal scorer that threw me off. Yeah. Got 20 odd goals. And mm. I thought I was not a defender then. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Mm. Crazy. Let's have, uh, Sam Wingrove. Let's have some correspondence. Mm. Jim, you've got an email there. I do have an email, yeah. Hi, Marcus, Luke, Jim, and Peter. I was All first. of us. Oh. <laughs> uh, my flatmate Alex and I are about to get a pet cat and we need some name suggestions. We're thinking along the lines of African Premier League heroes, and so far we have Yaboa and Wanquo, Elakobi and Pantsil. Do you have any other good oh. Premier League legends we can use? If you come up with an amazing one, we promise we'll name it that. A ru- not Brian Penis. A ruler. <laughs> not oh. Brian Penis. Well, no, I'm not getting involved. That's, no. uh, that's from Ollie and Lee. About Ollie, ru- I was with you until that last bit there. <laughs> a ruler. I, th- I like the I like Amakachi. It's a great name for oh, Amakachi. Amakachi, yeah. Amakachi. Yeah. Don't know what it is, isn't it? Pete, I you think- got anything? Cat Sellers. <laughs> Scott Sellers. That's <laughs> not African. <laughs> Well, yeah. oh, do, you, do you have to go for African? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't realise. Question of the week. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a catchy. There you go. I almost had to physically wrestle that back. <laughs> Question of the week. <laughs> I'm getting a pet cat. No, I'm joking. It's not that. <laughs> uh, Norwich City were handed a battering at the weekend. Yep. Uh, tell us the biggest footballing lesson slash defeat you've been handed. <laughs> not all defeats are lessons. No, that's true, <laughs> but some of, some of them are. Um, Kevin Q. Anderson on Twitter says, I once lost a game 13-1 for my team, mm. and I got a letter a week after congratulating our team on scoring the first goal that team had conceded all season. Arrogant. Yeah, <laughs> very incredible hubris, isn't it? <laughs> Please tell me that team went on to not win the league. I would love that. Oh, that's fabulous. And I love this one. Um, this is from a guy called, uh, called Tom on Twitter. He says, um, my Sunday team, when I was 12, lost every game we ever played. <laughs> the worst was 23-0 away oh, to Berkhamstead. Our manager disappeared at Christmas and just never reappeared. <laughs> wow. It's a, a lesson in abandonment. That's horrible. I absolutely love that. Um, 
Here's another one. Um, Misel, Misel, I think that's pronounced, says, uh, we played against a Nigerian team once in the Norway Cup called Boys of Abuja. Boys, no. they were not. 6-0, not sure if I touched the ball once. Hashtag one of them had a beard. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big thing about youth football, isn't it? They all look much older than us. Boys <laughs> of big, Abuja. muscular. Mm. Uh, here's one via the Facebook then. My dad coached our primary school team, and during the semi-final of a five-a-side tournament, he shouted some instructions at my ten-year-old self. I responded, shouting from the far touchline, you tell me to do this, you tell me to do that, make your fucking mind up. <laughs> <laughs> the touchline for the parents and teachers looked shocked. He subbed me immediately, we lost 2-1. This taught me that my dad is tactically naive. <laughs> <laughs> and that's from Ryan Hunt. I very, I very much enjoyed that one. Uh, Dominic so. Harris says, playing for a team in Northumberland and losing 18-1 on my debut was tough. It was made no better with the 14-0 and 11-1 defeats to follow. I was playing centre-half and I'm not currently playing for a team. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably for the best, I think, Dominic, if you're honest there. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me have a look here. Um, <laughs> this is the best one. I'll finish with this one from Twitter from Niall Mulally. The referee blew up early when we were 6-0 down and the other team complained. The referee replied in front of us all, just leave it, lads. This lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was 10 years old. <laughs> I was 10 years old. That is quality. Well, I can, I can wade in with a little uh, referee outburst as well. We played a team <laughs> when we we, we... we hammered them, to be perfectly honest with you. And uh, uh, they were just a group of individuals who um, quite clearly shouldn't be playing in a competitive team. Just go and have a kick about with your mates. If, if what, we just want... a bunch of bull hoggers? Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're arguing this, that and the other. And <laughs> the referee, <laughs> they kept shouting at the ref. And the referee was a little tubby bloke who clearly was up for something. Yeah. And he was a ref. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not joking. They they were hounding the ref the whole game and the referee got so pissed off that he tackled one of their players <laughs> <laughs> and passed it back to our keeper. And they were just absolutely dumbfounded. They were like, What are you doing? And the referee <laughs> the referee as he this is true, I promise you, as he walked off, the keeper cleared it out the pitch and it smacked the ref on the back. <laughs> <laughs> on the back of the head right so their whole team just went into absolute laughter at the referee so the referee then like picked up the ball as if he was going to go right I'm going home and his lad was like ref what are you doing blah, blah, blah. and he went were you born an effing dickhead and squint up to the bloke what a terrible wow. bloke <laughs> Dad's breakdown. Best meltdown I've ever seen on yeah. a pitch, and it was by a referee. Did, the, seen, um, did the team respond to your letter? <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen, uh, I've been in part of the Sunday League game where the referee has headed the ball, and everyone's been like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Sorry, lads, old habits, old habits." <laughs> oh, but he, he basically wanted to let everyone know that he was a player as that's well. Great. Yeah, I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> it's terrible and great at the same time. Yeah. The ref, the ref told me once that it was something I did. Went out with a horse and cart. <laughs> which, what was it? Um, I Chunked think, it to a jewel. I think no, <laughs> so I, th- <laughs> I think it might be a too far. All oh, right, good. Did you get sent off? Did you? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I've never had, even had a yellow. I got a yellow once. More Good. of that. Come on. More of that. There we go. Right, that's it. That's Good. it. There we go. Um, marvellous Pete. Um, Absolute Radio. Yes, Absolute Radio do have uh, live Barclays Premier League commentary from three o'clock this very Saturday. Chelsea versus West Brom. Mm, three o'clock kickoff. Mm, Jim Proudfoot in the company box. Mm, Clark Carlisle's on. Mm, football. Juicy. Mm. <laughs> well, that's it from us. Uh, if you want to get in touch, the email address is shout at thefootballramble.com. The uh, Twitter is at footballramble and the website is thefootballramble.com. Say goodbye, Peter. I bid you adieu. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye, Jim. Farewell. And goodbye from me. <laughs>
This episode of Football Ramble is supported by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. Squarespace offers free domain names, all the style options you need to create a unique website for you or your business, as well as 24-7 support. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com forward slash football ramble and simply enter offer code RAMBLE11. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.